Houston has a new mayor. State Senator John Whitmire won Saturday's runoff election over Congresswoman Sheila Jackson Lee. So what's the first order of business and how different will the city really look in 2024? Houston Landing reporters Paul Cobbler and Tim Carlin join me to break it all down. It's Monday, December 11th, 2023. I'm Raheel Ramzanali, and here's what Houston's talking about. Oh, it's finally done, Paul and Tim. How does it feel to be done with election coverage? I know it was a lot of long nights, a lot of pizza, a lot of cold pizza, I'm sure. Let's start with you, Tim. How does it feel to be finally done? <laughs> Definitely lots of long nights and cold pizza. It feels amazing to be done with election coverage. You know, I, I hate to say it, but I actually kind of don't hate to say it. I think um, I think I'm looking forward to a, a smooth holiday season now that we have a made it through these Houston elections. Yeah, there you go. You're going to get some kind of rest. How about you, Paul? You know, I honestly don't know what to do with myself. I I moved to Houston and started this job at the end of July. So it's kind of the only big mayor's race for the last few months. Um, But and then I and then I kind of woke up this morning and remembered we have congressional filing deadlines on Monday and 2024 starts (laughs) in a few weeks. So it never ends. It never ends. So let's talk about it because the numbers were kind of shocking, right? It was a blowout win for State Senator John Whitmire. What exactly did the numbers say, Paul? Yeah, well, I mean, and I can give you just a little anecdote before I get to the numbers. I mean, I was at the uh, Whitmire watch party last night and nobody was there when early vote totals came out and the race was called <laughs> immediately. So it was, I was just in this empty, cacophonous ballroom where you know, a couple people cheered and you could kind of hear them echo. And it, it filled up, it filled up later on, but I think nobody expected the result to be what it was. And, you know, at this point in time, I, I think we're pretty close to, yeah, everybody's reporting. And John Whitmire has a massive lead over Sheila Jackson Lee. It's more than 60,000 votes. And really what, what happened was, was the early vote. I mean, it, it was over, like I said, as soon as that came in and that, that came out of the three council districts, C, E, and G, that which is like the Montrose, the Heights, River Oaks, um, Clear Lake, they are the highest like voting council districts in terms of population. And they also went extraordinarily towards John Whitmire. They all voted more than 75% for Whitmire. And it was just way too big of a uh, deficit for Sheila Jackson Lee to overcome even once normal numbers from election day started coming in. It was over. It was over before it started, really. I think that sentiment, right? It was over before it started. It's kind of, I think Sheila Jackson Lee kind of entered the race in what, March or, or February or March early this year. And, you know, there were some oohs and ahs. Maybe she was really going to shake things up. But I think that I think that ultimately kind of a a large swath of the city just really distrusts the name Sheila Jackson Lee. I mean, we saw in polling kind of throughout this election cycle, right? There was what, like 40 to 50% of people polled um, were saying they would never vote for Sheila Jackson Lee. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I think that she was really kind of working against, um, you know, a reputation for lack of a better word. Um, And I think that that kind of really played against her in the end and also kind of just coupled with the fact that we know that in Houston voters are primarily older, whiter, more conservative and they kind of those values aligned more with with the the campaign that Whitmire was was pushing I think um which all accumulated in a in a, a Whitmire blowout win in the runoff. Yeah, and if, and if I can pick it back off that the 
the thing with the Whitmire campaign is it's kind of the opposite of Sheila Jackson Lee's approach is, you know, he entered the race two years ago. Um, you know, he has been planning this for a long time. He took his entire Senate campaign war chest with him. You know, he had no intention of returning to the Senate, whether or not he won this race. And he ran it like a front runner. You know, he circled the wagons from the beginning. He treated himself like a front runner. And I think that caused the rest of the race, the rest of the city to treat him like the front runner from day one. And so, you know, we've been thinking about this race as a two person race for months and months and months now. And I think before that, it was a one person race before Sheila Jackson Lee got in. You know, everybody was looking at Whitmire as the clear front runner. And I think he really solidified that early advantage um, going into election day. And that shows up in the blowout. Well, now that he is the mayor elect and will take office in 2024, you were at the watch party and you had a chance to speak with State Senator Whitmire. So tell me. Was there a lot of shade being thrown? Because when I was watching, I was like, ooh, he is throwing a lot of shade, not only at other cities, but at Mayor Turner as well. Mm-hmm. Did I read that correctly? Yeah, there, I, I would say for for those reading the tea leaves of the speech, you know, he didn't mention anybody by name, but there was certainly a lot of shade uh, for those following along. He, he talked a lot about the positive campaign he's run. He brought up a staffer who had been with him for, I think, 17 years is what it was, and Everybody talked about how great of a boss he is, how he's somebody people love working with. And he said that with with a chuckle and to quite a few cheers from the crowd, I think, in a reference to Congresswoman Jackson Lee's uh, controversy over the treatment of her staff. Um, You know, there was also a lot of talk about change in the city, about, you know, expectations not being met at City Hall and that, you know, Houston's a great city, but it needs to be better. That's kind of been the message of his campaign the whole time. And, you know, that's that's a direct shot at uh, Mayor Turner's legacy. And, you know, they've been clashing for months on the campaign trail. He endorsed Sheila Jackson Lee. And I think, you know, I, I can I think I can see why they're maybe not on the same side when one person <laughs> is running kind of as the antithesis to another person's legacy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anything from Mayor Turner, by the way, Tim? Have we heard from him? Has he congratulated the mayor elect? You know, I I have not heard of congratulations to uh, to Senator Whitmire yet. Um, I know he congratulated Chris Hollins um, on his win for controller, which I'm, I'm sure we'll get to. But I think it's 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 a little quiet um, at City Hall for, at the moment. Yeah, <laughs> we know he saw so the now, results of one race. We so <laughs> so now. Are there any major concerns from Houstonians about State Senator Whitmire being the next mayor? Uh, I think the concerns about Whitmire are kind of concerns that we've heard throughout the race, right? Um, I think that there are some concerns by voters, a lot of them probably who ended up voting for uh, Sheila Jackson Lee, that Whitmire is a little too cozy with uh, Republicans for him to be this kind of career Democrat. Um, He will tell you that he's just pragmatic, that he's had decades in the state legislature where kind of coalition building is key. Um, but that's a lot of a lot of what I heard from kind of more progressive Democrats out at, at, at polls kind of in November and also um, in the runoff is that he's just a little too cozy uh, with the Republican Party for for some people's likings. Um, I, I I read um, in the Chronicle that um, some some voters actually received a mailer uh, from I believe it was either uh, the. Harris County Republican Party or just some Republican organization kind of really deriding Sheila Jackson Lee. And it actually made a few voters flip their votes from Whitmire mm. to Jackson Lee because they didn't like kind of how, you know, uh, cozy, how close 
how comfortable Whitmire was with um, being endorsed by Republican groups or or candidates or uh, elected yeah. officials. Yeah, you know that those those mailers were from the uh, Protect and Serve PAC, and Congressman Jackson Lee actually held a press conference on Friday to kind of dispel the 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 falsehoods in them. You know, they say that she's pro defund the police, which is not something she's ever endorsed uh, publicly, and so she wanted to go out and dispel those rumors and. I thought a really another interesting moment from that news conference was that MJ Khan, the former council member and former candidate for mayor this year, who did not make the runoff, was there where he endorsed her. And if, if any of those who have been following along closely remember, he was describing himself as the quote unquote, any conservative in the race. And so I asked him, I was like, hey, you know, conservative voters are so repelled by Congresswoman Sheila Jackson Lee and polling, you know, why, what? What should they be thinking about here? You know, why why are you as a conservative endorsing her? And he pointed to Senator Whitmire's um, issues with conflicts of interest. And that was an issue he had railed on for a long time. But, you know, the point he made was that conservatives have principles and they believe in honesty. And as a conservative, you know, he is voting. He was voting for Congresswoman Sheila Jackson Lee because he just sees her as the better of two Democratic options. Um so there, there's definitely concerns there, too, from a lot of voters, um, but it's hard to say right now. So now there's going to be a major shift from the last eight years, right? And as you mentioned, Whitmire has talked about crime as one of the big issues. He wants to clean up the city. He wants to get rid of corruption and this and that. Are things going to feel the same or are there going to be major changes in 2024? Well, you know, I've seen a lot of campaigns and politicians on the campaign trail always talk a big game. So it's hard to know how much of that will actually show up in reality in the administration. But I will say Senator Whitmire has been running a campaign kind of based on the premise of change. It's a word that he's used quite a bit. Um, He's talked about pretty much wholesale improvement at City Hall. Uh, when we talk about trash, we talk about water bills, we talk about city infrastructure, we talk about public safety. And, you know, it's really every kind of single issue point that Houstonians are worried about. Senator Whitmire promises some level of change to that. So, you know, if you take him at his word, I would expect some big changes uh, coming out of City Hall in the next four years. But we will see how effective he'll be. We'll see how well he's able to handle the budget. You can't pay for a lot of stuff mm-hmm. if you have a giant budget deficit. And, you know, he's mm-hmm. been yet to really give a clear cut plan on what he's going to do about our impending de- budget deficit saying, you know, he's got to take a look under the hood. He's got to get into city hall before he can do that. Well, he's got six months now about to give us his first budget. And then I think we'll have a really good idea of kind of how things are going to shift. Yeah. I think that would be my kind of biggest um, point as well is something that, that uh, mayor Turner said recently kind of sticks with me uh, in his last kind of state of the city address. Um, he kind of, you know, threw a little bit of shade himself and, um, he said, you know, beware of, of making grand promises before you kind of look under the hood at City Hall, right? And so I think I think that, you know, a campaign is one thing. You know, you you say what you have to say to galvanize voters, to get people to turn out in your favor, but actually being in office, kind of grappling with the severity of the impending budget uh, cliff, I think will maybe reel in some campaign promises, at least shift some things around. Um, until we kind of get a get a grasp on our city's finances, uh, which I'll be interested to see how how Whitmire tackles that. Because, um, like Paul said, he's been very kind of 
uh, tongue-in-cheek about what his actual plans are. Yeah. So, Paul, what's the timeline now? When does Whitmire take over? January 1st is the uh, is the official swearing-in ceremony. There will probably likely be a more formal one on the 2nd or the 3rd, just because New Year's Day is a Sunday. Uh, but New Year's Day, that's, that's when we get started. Gotcha. Yeah, and we can't divert too much attention from Texas playing Washington, okay, on that day. Oh, absolutely you know, not. Uh, no, I will right, not I'm, be working. <laughs> <laughs> so, Tim, let's talk about Congresswoman Sheila Jackson Lee. She elected yes. to run for mayor's office, did not win. Now we have rumors going around that she might run for her old seat, right? The quote that everyone's talking about is, once a public servant, always a public servant. What do we expect next from Congresswoman Sheila Jackson Lee? Yes, that's that is the that was kind of the quote of the night, you know, from 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 Congresswoman Jackson Lee, right? A public servant is always a public servant, she said. Um, I'm alive and well, and I'm going to make sure that I have the opportunity to continue to serve this great community. Um, I know that we had a, a reporter, uh, Monique Welch, at uh, Sheila Jackson Lee's watch party. She kind of asked her point blank, "Are you running again?" And she was, you know, she played a little bit coy. She said, "Look out for for an announcement for me in the coming days." Well, um, the coming days is today. She has um, until uh, the end of the day. Uh, today to uh, submit whether or not she's going to run for her seat again. Um, it kind of remains to be seen. You know, I personally, I cannot imagine Sheila Jackson Lee letting a defeat in the mayor's race be her political swan song. Um, but there are two other candidates, uh, at least two other candidates, who are already very publicly uh, vying for her seat. You know, we have... Um, uh, Amanda Edwards, who was formerly a candidate in the mayor's race, she dropped out uh, uh, soon after um, Sheila Jackson Lee's campaign kind of really ramped up, um, and and she doesn't seem to be going anywhere. So it'll be interesting to kind of see whether or not um, uh, Congresswoman Jackson Lee is going to go for one or uh, more uh, terms in the in the House. Yeah, yeah, and I've I've kind of been on on filing watch uh for the last week or so just trying to keep an eye out to make sure congresswoman jackson lee doesn't do any surprise filing for her congressional seat (laughs) and you know there is there is isaiah martin too he's the former university of houston student body president he is kind of the gen z candidate you know i've spoken with him a few times and you know he he's described to me congresswoman jackson lee as a grandmother to him and so you know when you look at those those filing uh, notices on the Secretary of State's website. Amanda Edwards has filed officially. She will be on the ballot in March. Isaiah Martin has not. He's raised quite a bit of money. He's raised more money than Congresswoman Sheila Jackson Lee even has for that campaign. But oh, wow. he, uh, you know, he obviously hasn't filed yet. So I think he is waiting to see what she does, and he probably won't file if she if she does. So it's going to really shake that race up. I'm, I'm I'm watching it closely today. Yeah, that's going to be interesting to watch for sure. Paul, let's talk about city controller. That was another big race everybody was talking about. And Chris Hollins ends up winning that race. What was his message after the win? And were you surprised by any of the numbers in that race? Yeah, you know, I, I wasn't necessarily surprised that it was a blowout. Um, you know, the, the the general election results really weren't that close. So we had kind of had a had an inkling that that might go that way. But, you know, he he just kind of continued this very optimistic campaign that he has had for for a while now, talking about bringing the city forward into the future. As the controller, you know, really your job is to just keep an eye on the money, let the mayor know if they have the power to do things. But, you know, we talked earlier, he he had run for mayor um, 
and dropped out when Congresswoman Jackson Lee entered the race. There have been a lot of former controllers that have been mayor. So, you know, I see him as kind of having his eyes set on higher office, whether it is the mayor's office in four to eight years or something in the legislature or something in Congress, who knows? Um, but, yeah. you know, I, I see him kind of continuing to have this high profile, this sort of outsized influence in the city, um, continue to send those checks out as the controller does. And then and then we'll see what he what he goes on to next. He's a young candidate. Tim, let's talk about city council seats. Any big surprises in any of the runoff races in your eyes? Um, I wouldn't say surprises. I think that obviously kind of the one of the only high profile races was um, District G, right, with incumbent uh, Mary Nan Huffman and and then our our, our friend uh, Tony Busby, flashy, <laughs> flashy trial lawyer, uh, Tony Busby. Um, but really, I mean, it kind of Mary Nan Huffman kind of led in 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 the November election and, and she kind of held on to that lead throughout the throughout the runoff um she she declared victory last night and um, tony busby he uh he conceded you know saying uh special interests can can sleep well at night and that uh mary nan huffman is still in office you know in very a very tony busby fashion but i think that was probably the probably closest watched uh city council race one that was interesting to me kind of aside from all of the you know, uh, hubbub, if you will, was uh, one of the at-large races. Um, at-large won actually came down to just over 300 votes uh, to decide the winner. It was an open seat, um, but it was between um, attorney uh, Julian Ramirez, um, a retired attorney, and then another uh, attorney, Melanie Miles. Um, and it was kind of going back and forth, teetering all night long. You know, I, uh, I went to bed on uh, Saturday night, uh, not knowing the winner. And then I woke up Sunday morning and had to do some quick math to determine uh, who who the winner was. And um, Julian Ramirez ultimately won that race by about 340 votes. So, you know, we talk about getting out to vote and how votes voting does matter. And then you kind of see these like really close close races like this i believe at one point the difference between but their margin was like 10 or 11 votes at one point during the night um so it's crazy you know all three incumbents who faced uh runoff challenges so that's mary nan huffman in district g carolyn evans shabazz in district d and then a leticia plumber in at large four they all kind of sailed into re-election by various margins but they were pretty much ahead um, all night long, and then we we had a uh, four new faces who will uh, be in the horseshoe in the, uh, in uh, January as well. So not really anything surprising, but just definitely a couple nail biters there for a few minutes. I would say yeah. that's why you, sure. that's why you get out to vote. Yes, you have <laughs> a tight vote. margin. That's exactly it, Paul, Tim. Thank y'all so much for spending some time with us and breaking this all down. And we'll see how this all plays out in twenty twenty four with actual changes. We're looking forward to it. We'll be we'll be yeah. here watching. We'll see what happens. That was Paul Cobbler and Tim Carlin. You can find all of their stories on Houston Landing with the link in our show notes. So what did you think about the election results? How are you feeling about 2024? Send us a message with the contact info in our show notes. That will do it for today. Thank you for listening, and I hope you learned something new. 